how do we truly give someone something original that feels on brand? For me, it was nostalgic to, to get inspiration for something like that. And um, so now when we work with clients, it's truly like we anchor it. Like if you don't know where you're sending people, I can't build an experience um, around it. But if you know that journey, like we can document an entire way to celebrate them and incentivize them to want to get to the, the next step, just the next step, get to the next envelope. Before you know it, you're at the outcome. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Mark Stern, the founder and owner of Custom Box Agency, and one of Forbes' next 1,000 entrepreneurs to look out for, in addition to what you do for thousands of entrepreneurs. So welcome, Mark. Yeah, thrilled to be here. Thank you. Uh, it's pretty exciting because I, I actually, it's funny because, you know, when you get into the like physical space of marketing, like the the amount of people that I know just dries up like crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, everybody knows in digital. Uh, so let's just talk about uh, kind of what your company does and kind of the value uh, that you think having, you know, the custom box provides to yeah. everybody that uses it. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's I never in a million years thought boxes would be the business I'd build out, but So much of what we anchor on is like, how do we simplify our customer's transformation? How do we make it easier to get like that outcome? Um, And we hinge it on the whole customer journey. When we work with clients, it's all about what's the desired outcome. And then how do you like get them started that whole onboarding process? So for me, we can show you how to use boxes to acquire customers, to deliver a better experience or ultimately retention, extend the lifetime value of them. And that's where we play is really getting to the crux of not doing a swag box. We joke and say, swag is stuff without a goal. How do we think through giving them the resources that they need to be set up for success at the at the beginning of engaging with you and like reduce that overwhelm? And you can do that with a really powerful box experience. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, and nowadays, you know, we're so used to everything being digital that when a package or a letter or anything actually arrives, you're like, oh my gosh, it's not yeah. an Amazon box or a Christmas card. This is this is incredible. In terms of the application, like do you have like specific industries that you've seen of just like really kill it using the the delivery method that you have? Yeah, it's amazing. So we have clients that span over, you can name it, lawyers, doctors, uh, course creators, coaches. Um, one that we're really seeing a lot of success in right now is how we're gamifying like a high ticket coaching program experience. Mm-hmm. Because what we want to do with that is we may not introduce just one box. Box one may be one of a series of boxes. Um, oftentimes, if you see the style of box that we do, it's a smaller size box. We like to anchor a lot of things or what are the things that we naturally save in life? For instance, I know when you read a book, you don't throw out a book, you put it on a bookshelf. So uh, oftentimes the bigger the box, the more likelihood someone's going to break it down and throw it out. So I'd rather make a smaller box the size of a book that you can put on your bookshelf. We may say it's box one of four, create that open loop so they know that the longer that they engage, they can start to collect all the pieces because I think that we have this innate ability that we want to close any open loops and see the journey through. So that's the power of a customer journey. But just with the box experience, give them enough to have that first breakthrough and then reinforce it with the next piece. So that typically is a very common thing we see, especially with coaching programs, especially if you have a month to month under coaching program Mm. um, to minimize the attrition. Introducing a box at a common um, roll off place is a perfect place to uh, to reactivate your people. 
I love that. Well, and that feeds right into the lifetime customer value, which, uh, you know, I know I said I wouldn't talk about AI, but I could just talk about a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, it's it's a differentiator because, you know, if you look at AI and you look at everybody can create unlimited content and everybody could create unlimited, uh, you know, cool images or unlimited courses. Even I mean, there's there's so much software out there. I think the real value that's going to come is is getting that customer, keeping them and then getting in front of them with a physical item. And I, I love the shelf, you know, part that you just said, because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. If it was a neat looking box, like I'm going to toss that. I'll, I'll save it from a marketing perspective because I'm like, this is a neat design. I got to keep this around just in case I do the same thing. It's so important. Like I, when we send out boxes, we will not put a label on the box. We'll put the box mm-hmm. in a polymeller or another box for that reason. Like clients of ours, they love their box so much that they like they want to make sure it doesn't get tampered in the mail. And so that's kind of why like that experience from the get go, like we want to preserve it because we do want you to save it. If it's if it got kicked in, scratched in the mail, you're less likely to save it. So, yeah. No, it's, it's just a market yeah. piece. A billboard on everybody's shelf is fantastic. Way better than a pen. I'll tell you that much because yeah. <laughs> I used to do expos and it was all about like the nice pen. Well, education specifically was like, you have to have a nice pen. Uh, so what's actually inside the boxes? Is it the custom coursework or you're talking about essentially like a merit badge that people can have when they accomplish certain things within a course? Yeah, what we love to look through is like, for me, it's I want to reduce every obstacle on the table that will prevent you from getting started with my program. Mm -hmm. So like you see a lot of um, people with the online businesses or virtual businesses, like when you make all these like digital PDFs that you expect that I'm going to download and uh, and complete, like I've never seen someone complete like a a PDF and save it and then reference it again. And if the expectation is I'm going to print it out, you're assuming I have a printer, paper, ink, it's hooked up, I'm organized. There's just too many things that can go wrong. So when I think of a good box experience, are staple pieces that we like to see. Box, welcome note uh, that tells like the what and the why and like what's included in the box. A guide to pre-frame like the universe of how you can support people. So it's important that you seed all the different ways that you can support them, even though the outcome of this one box experience may be for a specific product or service. Um, On top of that, a journey map. Journey map is usually a one pager that shows you like you're gonna start here and here's the outcome. Here's if it's modules for a course or if it's phases of your program, how do we start to think through that structure? And the last thing is typically we gamify it with a series of rip and reveal envelopes that you do not open until you get to critical junctions of that product or service or course you're going through. So like we want you to celebrate. You can rip open the envelope when you get to a a certain milestone and then you have the new pieces you need for the next phase. So that's a way when we do it, we can include the swag elements, but I want swag to be story. So when I say that, if you do want a water bottle in there, like it's one thing just to say, here's a cute water bottle that I found online. It's another thing to say, hey, if I'm your trusted mentor, I want the swag to be a connection piece. So if you have a ritual, let's just say you coach entrepreneurs, that is um, when I get stressed out, I fill up my water bottle with ice and water and I go outside and breathe in fresh air for 15 minutes and then reset. Like I want you to send them your water bottle. So when they are in that same position, growing a business, it's hard. Okay, I'm going to do what my mentor does. Let it be a linkage back to your trusted mentor or the guide. And they're going to do the same thing you do. You just gave them the ritual and the routine and the tool that they needed to have it. That's how I like to think about swag um, and those types of experiences. So we love, and here's the thing that happens. When swag boxes that people do, they're expensive because swag adds up very quickly these experience boxes that we we do, like they are like 15 to 25 dollars 
they're not that expensive. Even with like a $47, $97 product, people are introducing these boxes just to provide, if this is the experience you get with a low ticket product, imagine the experience you're going to get when you start to invest in our high ticket products and services. Wow, that's that's yeah. fantastic. And extending that digital experience onto offline is uh, you know, very unique. And also I mean, I think people just like to participate in stuff like that. Everybody gets tired of being on their phone, it's tired yeah. of being on the computer, and you just give a little bit of element, you know, another uh physical element to what they're doing. And even the ripping open the envelope when you've earned something, like there's so many levels of psychology that go into that experience that it's that's incredible so did you come up with this whole thing because i had never seen swag boxes uh that even close to you know explained what you just explained in like 30 seconds it was all an accident this was never meant to be the business it was um i thought i was building a business in virtual events and like i was doing these online summits and this is what was crazy was the first uh summit that i did um, I also launched a product. So it was a lead magnet that people were like, that's not a lead magnet because it was there was so much to it called entrepreneur elements. And um, I was like, how do I get this in more people's hands? And I was like, I'm going to do the summit. I'm going to transcribe all my people's like sessions and put it as part of this lead magnet. And anyone who bought like the recordings got this, this public, I actually have it right here. Oh, yeah. This guy right here, this thing. And what I didn't expect that was happening was everyone who bought a ticket to the virtual summit got this sent to them in the mail. And then I sent it to all the speakers and instantly everyone started filming these videos, like showing off and then showing their page if they were a speaker. And I was getting all this like organic traffic. Huh. And that's where this whole idea of something physical to something digital was really powerful. Then started doing it again with boxes and then started doing it for other clients with boxes around courses and different things. And um my first product that I did, and this is, I think, really what solidified my vision around it was, um, of course, teaching people how to launch virtual events, mm. but I didn't want it to be like a typical course. And I get inspiration from like the weirdest things. And I got inspiration from, did you ever as a kid play like original Nintendo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was so like they're, the like Mario Brothers 3. Like, I don't know if you ever played like old school. And this is such a throwback, but I loved how every time you went through a new land, it was like a different theme mm. um, as you progress through the game. And I was like, well, I can create that with my course and just have the same inspiration of how that game was laid out, that every module represented a different color scheme and a different theme. So people started feeling the momentum of going through the course. And every time they went to a new color scheme, it was like a transition that you were no longer where you were and you're one step closer to launching your virtual event. So it wasn't, a game it was just taking inspiration from things from my childhood and it created a unique experience that people just went nuts over so that's kind of where it was just like how do we truly give someone something original that feels on brand for me it was nostalgic to to get inspiration for something like that and um so now when we work with clients it's truly like we anchor it like if you don't know where you're sending people i can't build an experience um mm. around it but if you know that journey like we can document an entire way to celebrate them and incentivize them to want to get to the the next step, just the next step, get to the next envelope. Before you know it, you're at the outcome. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I love how it always harks back to the journey. You know, it's that's really what Mario was, was like, oh, you're journeying through this adventure land and trying to survive, essentially, which is what we're all trying to do. But a lot of people don't look at business that way. You know, we do because we have the customer value journey. So it's kind of built into everything that we talk about. But I imagine for a lot of businesses, like when you go through this process, do they end up essentially using you as like a business development system? Because that's what it sounds like. It's, it's so crazy. That was never what I thought would happen, but like, yes, boxes, like really we're in the business of experience design, like really getting into the strategy of our customer's business. Our vehicle is direct mail. Like that's just our vehicle that we use. Um, but I can't tell you how many companies we've accidentally rebranded because we're so design heavy with the look and feel of the experience was never the intent, um, or restructure their program. It's never my goal to restructure. It's to amplify what you're doing. But the reality is a lot of people, once you get to like go through our process and we take you through workshops to tease it out, I tell clients, you don't need to know the answers. We will pull it out of you based on our process. But like at the end of the day, the cleaner you can make that journey, the more you set your people up for success, the more you reduce the overwhelm. So that's where like it's been, the, I, we've restructured so many programs just because when you get to the physical, it's not like a lead magnet um, or a digital asset that you can just upload a new PDF. When you truly are sending something to print, if it's not correct, the option is reprint. So that's why like, I want to make sure you're at a place and you're ready for this type of thing. Because once it's done well, it's such a really powerful process. That's it. Wow. It's funny that you said that too, by the way. I love that you asked me that. No one's ever actually asked me that question. Really? Oh, yeah, that's the first thing like, I got. It happens, <laughs> it happens all the time and I never anticipate it. But it's like, we have so many like CEOs or C-level executives that I'm like, you could get to a point and hand this off to a member of your team to finish out the process. And they'd be like, no, custom box agency is mine. And like, because it's so focused on the strategy of how you're delivering and how you're showing up. Well, yeah. And again, it goes back to that physical aspect where it's like, yeah, online. Well, it's it, we all think that way, too, because when I write a book or I'm developing a website website, I know like ah, I could change that later. Like it's fine right now. I'll go back to it. But print, which I had a magazine. So I'm like, no, it has to be perfect because I'm doing 10,000 of these and I'm shipping it all over the place. So no way in hell am I going to sort of get this thing done. So you end up with a much better process and product and and then once you put it into a physical thing then it solidifies it so now it's like no we can't just change this thing we yeah. we committed yeah it's it's awesome and like i came from a world i used to work in corporate consulting for years mm -hmm. and it was either client ready or it's not and so my mindset like i want this like i tell clients we don't do sloppy like i want you to be proud of the outcome because one of the benefits for our clients is the way they show up when the quality of the content meets the quality of like the experience they're creating. It's really amazing. There's a lot of people who are like, they know their content is transformative, but it's not um, the way it looks and the experience is just not at the same level. So there's a massive disconnect there. Mm. Yeah. Well, on top of everything else that you've said, which I, I think it's all amazing, it has just taken swag into a completely different direction that I never really considered before. <laughs> it's also cheaper. Because I know for some of our swag boxes, we're spending like $50, $200. And you know that the only thing they're keeping half the time is like the t-shirt. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh, should we even do that? And it's heavy and expensive. Yeah. yeah. 
And the thing is, I'd rather you take that money and then say, hey, listen, when you get to a certain milestone in your program, then you can trigger something else. So you have the the budget to say, well, maybe we'll trigger the shirt when they hit this milestone and do a feedback loop. Um, They provide a testimonial, they provide feedback, or they provide some information in exchange for that. Those feedback loops are really powerful because um, it's just a powerful way to start to collect insights and information to develop or even testimonial that if you have that right incentive structure, like you get to the end of my program, I want to know. A lot of times, like I've talked with a lot of entrepreneurs who have no idea that they've been so like transformative to their people until they run into them at a live conference. And they're like, oh my gosh, I took your pro course and we made another six figures to our business. And you're like, why didn't you tell me this? Stories <laughs> that the right feedback loops, you can capture those insights. Um, and it just happened. I had a client that uh, through her program, someone lost 80 pounds. She never told anyone she lost 80 pounds as a result of this woman's program. And I'm like, how do you be more intentional to collect that insight? Because I mean, other people's success stories mean there's so many more people you can serve. Like we need to tell these stories. So no, that's fantastic. Well, and you can incorporate the collection of all those items into your, your box process and, and you're set to go. So I yeah. think I, that's, that's incredible. And it's kind of like, well, I'm just thinking of ours and I'm like, yeah, we should, this is probably the best way to go moving forward. So we'll talk after the podcast, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I love what you're doing. Now you, you, you also talked a little bit about just the lifetime customer value, which again, I think is going to be so much more important moving forward. Um, have you seen any, you know, statistics on your past clients where they actually increase their retention thanks to the program? We've seen increased retention. We've seen um, re-engagement, people who were members who re-engage as a result of it. We've seen, for me, a lot of what I want to do is there's so many online products that are about head nodding that you're just like this and you go through the content. You're like, oh, you went through this course. Why didn't you start your membership site? And it's it's like, like that. For me, when you create a good experience, I want to celebrate outcome and I want you to share that outcome. So mm. once you start to show that pathway to people, this is typically what we see, increased um, retention rates. So you see that reduction in, in attrition, but it's, it, it just is the gamut across it. For us, what I want to look at is what is the incentive structure to celebrate people? We are humans. We are people. We want to be celebrated. We want to be seen and recognized. How do we make it so they don't just hide behind a computer and just have an experience, but truly like become part of the community and we can celebrate them across all those milestones? So for us, that's like it's a big thing in order to capture that information you need to have the feedback loops that allow people to share those insights. Um, so, yeah. That's a great point. Well, I think it's, uh, yeah, I can imagine. Even if you, because a lot of programs, you know, we actually talked about it at the, our mastermind, you know, in terms of retention and how do you get somebody from staying for six months to staying for 12 months and so on and so forth. And it seems like this would be a really effective way to keep them engaged, keep them interested, and just keep them on track for what uh, they need to do next. Because a lot of people are just kind of, they're doing the things, but they end up floating because you're not specifically directing them all the time, which is what we found uh, with our lab program. Cause we have so many courses that people come in and they're kind of like, I don't know where to start. And now I'm yeah. confused and now I'm going to leave because I don't get it. So. Yeah. One strategy that I will tell you that this is like for a lot of our clients, what we're starting to do when you say like box one of four, and then they start getting the momentum, momentum to collect it. That is an a, that is a retention strategy. Like if they want to close the loop, they need to collect all the pieces. Being very intentional about seeing what those attrition points are, you can stage an experience around it. But one of the frameworks that we take clients through, I call it the jewels, the tools, and the rules. I think we talked about this briefly, but the crux of it for me was inspired when um, I did Spartan races. When I did a Spartan race, 
I did a sprint. It's like a 5K obstacle course race with every intention to just do the sprint. I saw it on Groupon. And when I completed the sprint, they gave me a jewel. They gave me a medal, but then they gave me a third of a medal and said like the rules that they said was you need to, to get your trifecta to complete the other two pieces of the medal. I wish I had it right here on no, me. I know. I was going to say, do you have it? No. <laughs> um, usually I have, oh, I do have it. Hey, nice. so um, you can see literally a uh. third of a medal that they gave me. And they said to get your trifecta, one rule is you have to do a, a super and a B, so an eight to 10 miler and then a half marathon mud run. And then you have to do it in the same calendar year. So like when I got the first piece, I was like, I want more did the eight to 10 miler, but I didn't start the year saying I was going to do a half marathon mud run. Um, but there was no way that I was going to end. This was in 2015 without collecting all the pieces. This is a form of gamification. This is a form of retention. Um, it's no different than we think of things like Taekwondo on the pathway mm. of having a white belt to a black belt or Cub Scouts on the pathway from being a scout to an Eagle Scout. Like a lot of this is you may desire the trifecta medal or becoming the Eagle Scout or getting the black belt, but it represents so much something so much bigger than what you thought you would ever be able to achieve. Like if you're a black belt, you are proficient. Um, and one of like the lead, like in terms of Taekwondo, if you are an Eagle Scout, you have developed a degree of becoming like a good Samaritan, a good Samaritan, good humanitarian. Trifecta for me was about like, I am an athlete. Um, an identity that I didn't see. It was about rewarding and celebrating the transformation I went through. Any business can create a structure like that, that like when you hit a certain point to extend lifetime value, can you incentivize with the next step that they need um, mm -hmm. and have a bigger vision for your people or hold a bigger vision for your people than they're holding for themselves. So that is for us, like, you know, I have the two comic club award from ClickFunnels behind me. The game doesn't stop when you make a million dollars in a ClickFunnels funnel. They introduce now you need to go for 10 million. They've reset the game now. And it's all about retention. You know, if I stop paying ClickFunnels money, I can't get that next step. It's the same thing across anything else. So, yeah. Well, the news part is the more you get deep into it, the deeper you're going to get into it, right? Because <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, I've already gone this far. Yeah. I might as well go the full thing. Or now you're, now you're at that higher level and it's just like, why wouldn't I... I've already spent all this effort to do this. Why not? And I've achieved this level. Why would I stop ever as long as they're offering more things? But it's all about like, like, are you giving me like that, like really the pathway to want to strive for? I think people want something to strive for. And that's the cool thing about gamifying that process is you've given me something to target. A lot mm -hmm. of businesses don't think about that element of have you given me something to strive for? Have you created a really clear pathway? Because without that, like there's just no incentive structure to keep me engaged unless they're self-motivated for what you're offering offering. Mm. No, that's such a good point. Well, and, and going back to your Nintendo analogy, you know, when you beat the game, what do you do next? <laughs> you wait for the next game, hopefully they come out with it, and then you buy it right away, or you play it again, maybe, but most likely you're just gonna stop. You're gonna be like, I did it, game's over, I'm gonna move on. But one thing that they did so like original Mario Brothers, like one thing that they did so brilliantly was the whole concept of you're playing, you're playing, you're playing. There's a castle to save the princess. You get to the end and then they reset the jewel. They pull it back and say, no, the princess is in another castle. <laughs> you know, you got to keep playing, playing, playing. Oh, once again, the princess is in another castle. Literally, they had you like there's something to target at every level. And then they move the target. 
Like they mm-hmm. reset it. So you'd have to keep playing. I mean, just the construct of how games are made, there's so much insight that like really is transformative when you start to think about what's a business application of something that is nostalgic from our childhood. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, and at the end of the day, it's fun. You know, it's, if fun. It does it's totally fun. Nothing else. It's fun. And yeah. you might take the most boring concept in the world and you can still make it fun if you just add some gamification to it, which is is what you do. So that's that's incredible. Love it. Yes. It should be fun. It better be fun. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So well, where, where can people find out more about uh making their own box or box series or you know, all the stuff yeah. that you do? Um, if you want to learn more, you can go to our website, just customboxagency.com. And then we have a Facebook group that is Custom Box Central. Um, you can find us either way. Um, you can always message me on Messenger as well. So easy way to, to get in touch with us. Well, thank you so much, Mark. And, and I love, again, I, I love the, the physical aspect of, of what you do. Because at the end of the day, like we are, we're all people. We all like to show off stuff. We all like to earn stuff. We all like to feel like we're progressing. And it, it sounds like you've found a good way to do it. That's so cheap and easier I, I than a lot of other things that we do. It's the craziest thing, but like we're having so much fun. But thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. All right. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.